The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. <laughs> and over here is my Jennifer Lopez to the Fly Girls. Yes, I am a Fly Girl. Matthew Martin Baybine, <laughs> my husband extraordinaire. Hi, friend. I'm doing great. How, how are you? you? I didn't ask great. you how you were. I, I just go, great. hi, friend. He goes, I'm doing great. How are you? See, this is, this is so – are you asleep? No. Come on. I'm on my coffee. Today. You need to. I'm not, you need to like blow a line or I'm something because some shit's going on. <laughs> blow a line. <laughs> that was so 80s of me, wasn't it? It was very 80s. Yes. <laughs> dangerous times. Oh dangerous God. times. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking all about is anxiety ambitious? I think you all know that that's not true. Anxiety is the opposite, opposite. of being ambitious. Opposite of being ambitious. But if you do have anxiety, which I struggle. On a daily basis with anxiety, yeah. I'm going to talk about how we can stop this madness. <laughs> but before we get into the nitty gritty of this podcast, I want to talk about our official sponsor, Prana Hair, Skin, and Lash in Milford, New Hampshire. Ayana and her staff at Prana are absolutely incredible. And this week, she is offering all of our bitches podcast batches $100 off a microblading session. Reach out to her and schedule your appointment and tell her that Katie from the Ambitious Podcast sent you and receive your $100 dis- discount. And you can uh, hook up with Ayana at going to www.pranahairskinlash.com. And then secondly, I ask you to please, I'm begging you bitches, get your asses <laughs> over to get over there. iTunes. iTunes. Give us five stars. Oh, and a written review. Not just five stars. Because that's some bullshit. Review. That's called lazy ass ambitiousness. Yes, because you won't get read unless you give the review. Yeah, read, read the review. Read the I'll re- read the review. Write the review. Oh my God, man. <laughs> I need I need a shot of something. Oh I'm getting anxiety. Dude, I'm talking about anxiety and I already can feel the anxiety coming up. Maybe I'm anxiety. Maybe I do have anxiety. No, no, maybe I'm your anxiety. Oh my God, what if you are? Yeah, You're bad. like my suck, Bill Murray. Suck it up. You're like my Bill Murray and, and what about Bob? Uh, so get on over to your Instagram stories, tag me and hashtag ambitious and obviously go over to iTunes and give us a five-star written review. We will be forever grateful. And you can follow me on Instagram at Katie Boyd ambitious. And third, I want to read this ambitious iTunes review of the week and it is from Allie Chant and she says difference maker. Mm. 
Katie and Matt and this podcast have been a game changer for me. It has taught me to ask myself the right questions. It has given me the tools and strategies needed to increase my self-awareness, evaluate the quality and purpose of both my work and my relationships. The increased awareness has helped me to start developing healthy boundaries and remove toxic people from my life. Katie has a way of saying things that get through my hard head and all of my baggage. (laughs) Katie, you are a difference maker. Thank you for sharing your gifts and experience. Much love for you and your mission. Thank you, Allie Chant. Email me at themisfitclub at gmail.com to redeem your $100 gift certificate to use towards anything KBMSC related. And last but not least, I want to remind you of a few things coming down the road. We have our next installment of the Ambitious Business Mastermind coming up. Obviously, as you all know, because I've been toiling away, Ambitious, the book, will be launching soon for pre-sale, and we will be doing a full book tour and Ambitious Masterclass all over the country. We have a bunch of awesome retreats all over the country coming up as well. So get over to www.kbmfc.com. You can go to my events page and check that out. And also sign up for our free weekly newsletter that I write every week from the bottom of my heart. It has such great inspiration and you can keep in the loop of everything going on with me, the Ambitious Movement, and Katie Boyd's Misfit Club. You ready awesome. to rock, buddy? I am ready to, ready to rock. Now that we got all that business stuff out of the way. No, but I just always love hearing that the book is coming out. I'm it's so crazy. excited, right? It's just, it's going to be awesome. Anyone that yeah, says they awesome. want to write a book is smoking the crack pipe. <laughs> it was one of the hardest things I ever did. <sighs> and it's which, so good. I mean, I mean, it's like listening. When you read me chapters, it's like listening to audiobook. Every chapter awesome. I read Matt, he just like doesn't say anything. And then at the end, he goes, that was so good. <laughs> that, that was, was really so good. good. That was really good. And that I'm like, really Matt, good. you have to tell me the truth. He's like, no, I mean it. It's yeah, so well, you good. Know, you know, I don't, I don't bullshit. Because I'll be like, Katie, you what better about not. this part? Or whatever. And I have not had to say that. I did not even think that. I just, it's awesome. Thank you. And I think a lot of people are going to love it. Millions of people are going to love this book. Well, that makes me happy. Yeah. That's my intention. Yeah. Because yeah. I, my definiteness of purpose is to help as many people all over the globe live life ambitiously. And yes. I think that putting a book out there really spreads the word because I cannot physically be everywhere Correct. at once. Yeah. I mean, obviously, 99% of my company is virtual, so people can coach and train with me and mentor with me from all over the world. But I, there's just something about being able to be like, here's the book, yes. read the book, learn and to be able to have workshops after the book is released, yes. which is really, really cool. Right. That's awesome. Well, yeah. we're going to be doing that master class, which is going to be awesome too. Yep. And we're going to be hopefully going overseas. We have yeah. some good, we have some cool things in the work. Great stuff. But here's the deal. And the reason why I wanted to talk about ambitious anxiety is because for me, like I always just run high on anxiety anyway. That's just who I am. And I know that sounds unconscious to say that, but it's good. I just know me, myself. Like I have anxiety and I know that the anxiety is like always like trying to do better and do more and accomplish more and try to suck the marrow out of every day. And sometimes I forget just to like be in the now. And but I know- you're good at taking yourself out of it. I mean, it's something, that, I mean, our, your, upbringing, your upbringing, my upbringing, we weren't taught, right? right? So we had to learn these lessons later. Yes. You are actually really good now at taking yourself out of that anxiety and really looking at what's right. important to you. Well, I thought I was. Until the book stuff really ramped up. <laughs> oh, no, no. I know all about the book stuff ramped up. And, you know, for me, like, I am, I always want to be 
intellectual. I always want to be in the know. I, I always want to just be like in the flow. And I think that when you do something that you've never done before in your life, it triggers all of your shit that I'm stupid. I'm not enough. I'm a ding dong. I don't know how you guys out there in a bitches land feel, but that's how I have been feeling doing this book because, you know, you sit down and you write a book and then you have a, someone who edits the book who has maybe edited hundreds of New York Times bestselling books and is a ghostwriter and all these things. So she like knows her shit. Like the bitch knows when to italicize a word, (laughs) right? Like all these little things that we take for granted because for me, like I wasn't a great student. I didn't become truly intellectual until I got older and I just sought knowledge constantly. Mm -hmm. But when I was a young person in school, I just, I didn't like it. I don't like people telling me what to read, what, and you know, I want to do what I want to do. Right. It's one of my- I'm the same way. I was like, why do I, what am I learning this? I don't mind. Like I'm never going to use this friggin', you know, Y over X at plus B equals C or whatever the hell. Like I just am not, that's not in my repertoire. Right. So when you hire this editor, you put your heart and soul on the line and you send her your book Mm -hmm. and she's like, yeah, this isn't really a book. This is a stream of consciousness. And I'm like, oh, like you shit your pants. And then you're like, I'm not enough. I'm stupid. Who was I to even write this book? Right. And she's like, no, no, no. Let's break it down. And so what we did was every week we broke down the book into one chapter at a time. I'd send her the chapter. She would edit it. She'd send it back to me with the edits. I'd okay the edit. So all, so then it kind of started to become like kind of fun because I'm it's like, a, it's oh, a really this good is really cool. Now. Well, you didn't know. You never did. You never no. wrote a book before. How and God forbid I Google how to write a book. Yeah, that would be still, stupid. That wouldn't, that wouldn't help you. That would be so dumb. <laughs> like I see friends of mine that are authors like on Instagram and they have like this wall in their <laughs> office with all their notes for like each chapter. And I'm like, that was that's a fucking smart move. <laughs> Why didn't I do that? That's right. Awesome. So what I kind of do is I put all my six life makers and breakers from ambitious all together. And I just started kind of like riffing. So as I'm getting the chapters back for the book, <coughs> as you, okay, Excuse thanks for me. coughing me. in my ear. Sorry You're about so that. so sweet. I have allergies. I told you about my allergies. You need to take some season. meds. Okay. I, don't want, I, don't, I don't like to take meds. I can oh, fight myself. God, I need some friggin' antibacterial wipes. Um, I would, I would. Put you in a full body So as I'm writing this book, all right, so now I'm triggered by this situation. And then she says to me, okay, Katie, you need a cover artist. Okay. I don't know what the fuck that is. You need a formatter. What the, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. Then you have to pick out what font you want to use. What color paper do you want your book to be? What is the length of the spine of the book? How big is it? How many words is it? I'm like, whole pump the brakes. Because like, if you ask me to write you a meal plan, you ask me to do life coaching with you, you ask me to like give you workout videos, like I, I can do that all damn day. But you got to the point where it's like, look, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I know it looks right. I know it looks great, right? So then you start ch- chunking away at it. Okay, I don't know where you're going with us. I'm just saying that you did. No, but what I'm you saying- You came t- off the anxiety. No, I didn't. I you was didn't? having like literal blackout, dizzy panic attacks for the last like month. Where the fuck have you been? I know all about the blackout attacks. I, like, I, I always just bring you back. What world are you living in? You don't bring With me back. Magic. You give me more anxiety, dude. You're giving me fucking anxiety right now because you're not following the bouncing ball. I'm following the what ball. What world are we living in? Matthew. My world. I literally had had like six months of anxiety attacks. Okay. And I know. it's uh, <laughs> and, and you're over them. No, I'm God, I'm not. I'm going to stab you, you to death. You can't have anxiety and laugh at the same time. So I don't see any. I don't have anxiety here. right now. But what I'm saying to you is, when I'm literally like dizzy and I'm blacking out in the house when you're not home, and like I'm, you're going to come home and Pearl's going to be eating me because I'm dead. Because that's like my biggest fear is to die in my house and my dog to eat me because she, she runs out of food. She will eat you. I mean, I'm not going to be gone that long. Where oh am I going? God. Africa. 
All right. No one pay attention to Matt anymore on this podcast. He's actually never coming back after today. We're kicking him off the ambitious oh, podcast. God. You need to get your own damn podcast, Matt. Stop threatening me. <laughs> I'll be here. Anywho, so back to anxiety. No, listen, I'm going to stab you in the jugular and okay. I will watch you bleed out and you oh, know God. that that will happen. See this threats? Keep this on file. Anyways, everyone. so in the midst of all this book writing bullshit – that I've been triggered, that I'm not enough. My, my butthole is puckering right now because I'm going to stab you. <laughs> I started to realize that there were things that I was doing that were triggering my anxiety other than the not feeling enoughness. Mm-hmm. So here are my things, and this is how we're going to fix them. Okay. Do you want to teach everybody at No, home? I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen sure? to you, and then I'll tell you how I work with my anxiety. Okay. I go outside. I put my hands down my pants, and I smoke a cigar. <laughs> Helps. I'm going to start doing that. I'm just going to start smoking cigars and putting my hands down my pants. It helps. Oh, and the, oh, the podcast is over. <laughs> All right. So here's the five things that I've been struggling with. And I had to come to terms with saying, you know what? These are things that I know that I have to do because I run high on anxiety. And when I don't do these things, they trigger my anxiety more. Are we, are we here with that? Yes, I awesome. got you. Yeah, yeah. Exercise. So when I have a million things to accomplish and deadlines and people are breathing down my neck, the last thing I want to do is exercise, right? It's like the last thing I want to do is because I get up in the morning and I'm like, okay, Katie, you're going to do your rituals. You're going to go exercise. You're going to come home and meditate. And then you're going to write A, A, B, C, and D, right? And then what happens is I get up in the morning and I'm having my coffee and I'm like, oh God, I really should be writing. I really should be finishing that chapter. I really should be editing that. And then what? I don't go to the gym. Yeah. But that, thank God that doesn't happen often. So now right. that you are in that mode where you just go to the gym and say, I don't care, because you know the minute you work out, you're going to feel 150% better. Amen. Energy's going to flow more. Yes. Um, you know, endorphins are really released, mm-hmm. right? So you feel much in a 150-time better state yes. to sit there and write and create. And, and you I think don't you, have an anxiety after that. It's integrity, too. Because when I'm chipping away at my integrity, so if I say, I'm going to get up and I'm going to exercise because it feels good and I like the way it feels, it gives me my, my dopamine, mm-hmm. then I don't do it. It's like I'm chipping away every week at my integrity. Absolutely. And then when I, my integrity is chipped away, then I get anxiety. Yeah. And when you do something, what did it put you in a pl- place of, oh, I actually did what I was going to say, so now you're empowered yes. to take on the next task. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. You should try working out once in a while. It I'm would really trying. help you. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you're better than me sometimes, I'll tell you. All right. This is from Matt Babine. This is stay hydrated. Oh, Hydration is key, right? Listen, I mean, the brain is mostly water. Yes, and if I get well, your you brain it, is well, <laughs> my, my brain is full of smatness because I drink See the wicked you know, smat. The wicked smat. So no, you have to stay hydrated because I used to get. Remember, I used to get um, aggravated, Cunty. frustrated. Cunty. You can say that. I'm not going to yeah. say that. Well, uh, bitchy. It'd be not being ambitious. And Matt will be so mean to me, and I'm like, "Have you drank any water today?" He's like. No. And then he like goes and drinks and he's like, I feel better already. I feel better already. I'm like, and it's, it's so important, especially when you speak a lot. I didn't realize how much you uh, burn, off. burn off of water when you're speaking a yep. lot and you're teaching classes mm-hmm. and, and I'm presenting either with my health care at regional. Yes. Uh, and you're just getting rid of all this water. So it's really important to stay hydrated. Yeah. When I do time. like full day seminars, I get so dehydrated and oh. I can feel myself like inside like shaking. And you were the one, one, I don't know if it was like a couple months ago, you were like, are you staying hydrated when you're writing this book? Are you like drinking water? And I'm like, 
I think in my mind I am because I'm really actually good with my water. Yes, you are. But when you get into that flow state and you just start writing and you start doing, you're like, oh, shit, I haven't drank water all day long. And I love coffee. Mm-hmm. So I'll have like two cups of black coffee in the morning and then the afternoon I'll have a cup of coffee. Which and is you a know it dehi- Yeah, it's a diuretic. Yeah. So it yeah. dehydrates you more. And I started realizing like, oh, my God. So at the end of the day, I would get like these fluttery feelings. I'm not yes. talking about like butterflies, like I said, like this inner ter- like shaking. Mm-hmm. And then I would start feeling like out of it and like kind of mean and I'm like this what is wrong with me and you're like dude are you dehydrated and I was like holy shit I think I am Mm -hmm. so if you're experiencing bouts of anxiety throughout the day and you're not drinking at least you know two to three liters of water I mean people will say eight ounces for whatever Mm -hmm. I shoot for a gallon a day I know you can't do that well, I'm in a car, and, and I work in Boston, so <laughs> if I'm in a car in Boston, I'm stuck in traffic. Uh, we have to I'm get gonna, you one of those pee-pee I'll be, funnels. I'll be wetting my pants quite a bit, and it's like, that, that's usually when I get dehydrated. You know they have those pee-pee funnels, right? Oh, that would be just wonderful. No, they have I'm these things gonna... you pee into when you're driving. Yeah, yeah it's like got a hose. Really? Yeah, we should get what you want on Amazon today. Oh, wow, that's a great idea. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And you know me. Oh, you know, I can't even drink a cup of coffee without spilling on my shirt. I'll be coming to my next. Uh, oh my god, you're in everywhere. My next sales appointment, and I'll be coming in there with a big stain. Oh pants. my god, all the doctors will be like, "Did Matt Babine just smell like pee a little bit?" I <laughs> wouldn't be good. I don't think that would be good for my career. No, I Come don't think doing so. That. Yeah, I'll all just right. hold it. That was uh, going to be your Christmas yeah, gift, but forget it now. It was, it was funny because I scuba diving one time. I was scuba diving with Karina. I think we were in um, Ma- we were in Ma- Maui. And we were going scuba diving. I didn't drink a lot of water. I actually, with the heat and everything, yeah. putting the gear on right. and all that stuff, I actually was underwater, had a slight panic attack. And I just talked myself through it. But we, I think, thank God it was a shallow dive. It was only about 35, mm-hmm. 40 feet. But still, it started closing in on me. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God, I wonder what happened to me. Because I love scuba diving. I love being under there. Right. And I, tra- I, you know, I followed the tracks. I'm like, I didn't drink enough water. Yeah. I, I did not drink any water that day. Mm-hmm. Out in the sun and putting all that gear on. And the next one, we, it was the second dive we were going to go do. And I was like, just sucking down yeah. so much water. Absolutely. And it, I just felt so much better and much calmer. So it really does mess with your brain and emotions. Um, oh, yeah. Because I know, because you'd get bitchy. Bitchy or panic attacky or whatever. So hydration is big time. Important. Do you think a lot of people are walking around like that have anxiety and they're like, oh, I have anxiety. Do you think a lot of people are just like... People don't drink water and they don't take big breaths. So, you know, they're shallow they're shallow, breathe, they're shallow breathing all day. They're sitting in their cubicle. They're sitting down. They never get up and actually take a huge breath yeah. and breathe like three I or four even, times. I right? didn't even put that on here, but that's yeah. a great point yeah the breathing breathing part well you're a breathing king well i'm learning i'm learning how to do certain type of breathing you know meditative breathing and and power breathing and different things and it was funny because my teacher goes to me goes you know most people don't think of breath they think it's the most important thing when you come into this earth and it's the last thing you do when you go out yeah and everything else is in between Mm -hmm. and you're not giving it any thought i was like Holy shit, you're so right. I didn't even understand that, but that is so true. Yeah. And now when I'm doing this work, it's kind of cool that I'm paying attention to breath. And, you know, I think it definitely helps with anxiety. Thank you for yeah. that. That was nice. Thank, thank you for coming to the Ambitious Podcast today and adding a little something. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> I really appreciate it. It's about time, but now I'm done. Now I'm just here for okay. with my uh, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, this is hugely helpful for me eat a therapeutic ketogenic nutrition protocol. Mm. So every so often when I go off the rails, which happens 
every so often, especially like I'll be so perfect. My food will be so perfect all week. I'll feel so good, so high vibe. And then this little devil on my shoulder over here to the right-hand side of me will be like, you know, I really just want to go and eat some chicken parm. And I'm like, man, I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like, please, and just, I want some chicken parm. So then I'll go. And as we're driving into the restaurant, I'll say, I'm just going to have a Caesar salad with no croutons and I'm just going to have shrimp on it or salmon or whatever. And then as soon as I start seeing him mow on that friggin' loaf of Italian bread slathered with butter, (laughs) butter, I'm like, all bets are off. Like I could smell Oh, it's delicious. Right? Yes, but it's not ketogenic. So then I go off the rails, and then the next day, I swear to God, ask my friend over here. I'm literally like so depressed. Carbohydrates don't agree with you. Oh, no, no. At all. So depressed. I get such bad anxiety. I even, I'm like, why am I even here? What's the point of life? Matt's like, dude, you need to lay off the carbs. (laughs) I'm like, but you are, but I know you don't. You don't own me. I don't tell you to eat the carbs. But when you're eating it, it looks so good. It's delicious, but I don't, you know, my body's different than yours. I can handle the carbs. I just get fatter. Yeah. I don't have anxiety. I have anxiety if I can't get I get fatter and I have anxiety and depression from carbohydrates. So for me, like, you know, and I'm not telling you guys what to do out there, but you are listening to the Ambitious Podcast, so I am going to tell you my opinion. Therapeutic keto is number one. So what I do, and if you guys haven't listened to other installments of the Ambitious Podcast, we've actually talked about a ketogenic lifestyle. For me, every day I get up, I have my two cups of black coffee, and I fast all day long. I drink water, I drink coffee, herbal teas and things like that, and I have one meal at night, and that meal is therapeutically ketogenic. And what I mean by that is like I'm not eating like what people call like dirty keto and like all this like fake keto shit. It might work for you. It doesn't work for me. Like if I'm eating things with like the fake sugars in it and all these different things, I don't know. It just doesn't make me feel good either. But if I'm eating like a a protein, like a like a butcher box, like ribeye, fatty steak, and I have I put some Kerrygold grass fed butter on that, and I have like a side of asparagus. I am like delicious. I am good. Yeah, big time. And as soon as I put sugar in my body or gluten in my body, I am like more fucked up than a soup sandwich. But you don't even know that until you actually eliminate that stuff. Remember, I told you when I met you, and I was like, I felt my my body was just like achy. I'm like, oh, I'm just getting old. This is what it is. I was like, no, you eat so much gluten, dude. I was eating gluten, and I had a severe allergy to gluten, and I gave up the gluten, and all of a sudden, I felt like I was really in a new body. Even like Matt was like, well, I just drink vodka and vodka is like, there's no carbs. I'm like, yeah, but what kind of vodka are you drinking? Because the vodka that you were drinking was Grey Goose and Grey Goose is made with wheat. With wheat. Yes. Yes. So now you drink Tito's. Tito's. Yeah. Which is made with corn, but there's other ones. There's like ones made with grape, Ciroc and different things like that. So, you know, he thought he was doing, doing, I'm drinking just straight vodka. I should be fine. I'm like, no dude. And then you, I took all that out and you were like, oh, I feel amazing. It still is um, inflammatory. So even the vodka with nothing, you know, it's still Yes, affects you. I'm so glad you're reiterating Not in me. this. I'm all set, but yeah. it may affect you. Matt will say, you know, pasta <laughs> just doesn't affect me. I'm like, but you don't know what it's doing to your insides, the inflammation. Yes. And I think that for me, like the inflammation and the carbohydrates and the sugar, it causes like – what we think is anxiety, but it's not. It's just the side effects of eating that stuff that doesn't agree with my body's chemistry. Yeah. And my body's sensitive. Yes, for this stuff we know. Last night I fed him cauliflower rice and his stomach <laughs> looked about nine months pregnant by the end of dinner. And he was like, I can't eat this cruciferous shit. What the fuck? I'm like, 
That's so funny. Yeah, well, You're I like me over here. That stuff was like my stomach was up over here. I go, what the hell? He looked I'm like, eating healthy. He looked like, like when Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, was pregnant go, in that movie. I, 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 I felt like the blueberry, <laughs> the blueberry girl in Willy Wonka. Yeah, I, I'm you were violet. Me. Somebody freaking pop me. And I go, if I'm going to feel like this, I'm going to eat fucking spaghetti. <laughs> I need my Oompa Loompas to take you to the juicing room. Oh God! <laughs> so if you think that you have anxiety and you're eating sugar and you're eating gluten and you're eating all these inflammatory things. Go on a ketogenic meal plan, even if it's just for a week, and see the shift, yeah. right? Yeah. And even like for me, like once a week, I'll do like an extended fast. I'll do like a 48-hour fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, the amount of work and the focus and the feeling of just like pure, just like relaxation inside myself mm-hmm. is amazing. As soon as I put junk in my body, the, the, it's through the roof, the anxiety. Absolutely. Your favorite, meditation. Yes. Has it meditated? Meditation oh helps your anxiety. Diff- different person from pre-meditation to post-meditation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It helps me with everything. Matt was a psychopath. Psycho. <laughs> my what were you like goes, before? My daughter goes, she goes, Karina goes, you know, Dad, thank God you started to meditate because you were like a maniac. What were you like? You used to kick you the know, shoes? I'd come down the stairs in the morning. I'd kick the shoes out of my way. I'd be like, ah. This is know. pre-Katie Boyd. And, this is pre-KB. And I was just like, you know, I was a mess. And I thought I was supposed to do certain things. I just never really sound myself and I never really thought about what I was, where I was going and what I was doing. Because we're in a constant state of doing all doing, the time and doing. not just being. And I was in reactive mode. So Absolutely. I was in reactive mode all the time. And anyone that's in reactive mode and doing things, oh, I got to do this, got to do this, got to do that, and not doing it with intention, it sucks your soul. Absolutely. And I think my soul was being sucked for a long time. And when I started to meditate, I started to really be, become more on purpose and thoughtful why I was doing things, right? right? They right. kind of gave me some time. Back. I used to kick the golf bag. Used to kick the, that was funny because it, it was, I was like laughing because every day Katie would leave for work, she'd put on her little lemon like it was uh, armor. armor that she was going to war. And I met some of the girls we were working with. You were actually in war. She you were right. no idea, dude. Those were not my best <laughs> so, days. And then she'd leave. This is when you lived in Dedham. Yeah. And she'd leave and she had golf, uh, golf uh, clubs right next to her door. And she'd kick them. She's like, I never have time for the golf. And I'd be like, kicking the golf clubs? Kicking the golf? Every morning she'd give it a swift kick. Like, oh, I would. You get, now you get time to golf. And Who you get am I? To- Who was I? What a psychopath. We were crazy. I was, I was crazy too. Um, I always meditate as do you. Yes. But there's times like when we're traveling that I get so wrapped up in like the newness of what we're doing because I mean, I'm going speaking in another state or, you know, and even, you know, on the other side of the country yes. and I'm like trying to figure it all out. And then I'm like not meditating. And then I notice if I do that for a couple of days, all of my old anxiety patterns will, will yeah. rise up again. Yes. God, how are we even alive? We're yeah. just walking around like fucking poor bastards, aren't we? <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm a poor bastard on my own. Hey, oh. So but look, I think we're working on, you know, now how do we really, when we travel, intentionally travel. So yes. this is where we're going to be uh, meditating. This is when we're going to work out. This yes. is when we're going to, um, where we're going to eat. Yes. If we're going to eat off campus. Or Being super intentional yeah. with everything that we do. You have to be or else. Because when know. I'm not intentional, that's when I get anxiety. Yes, exactly. God, everything just gives me anxiety. Anxiety. I'm, gonna, I'm, anxiety I'm, fra- I'm a frazzled fuck. Seriously. Jesus. Someone slap me. So meditation, guys, if you're not already doing it, you don't have to go and learn in a in a Buddhist monastery. You can learn how to meditate on your own. You can Google how to do it. It doesn't have to be that big of a deal. You can do um, guided meditations. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. transcendental meditation. Okay, guys. So meditation's key. And then last but not least, 
my favorite, living in the moment. So often we're so trapped by thoughts of the future and the past that we forget to experience the now. And when we are in a constant state of perseverating on the past and the future, we can turn in turn experience the feelings of anxiety. So instead of getting caught up in the trap, relish and luxuriate on what you are doing in the present moment. So savor the moment now. So example, um, Thich Nhat Hanh. Mm-hmm who's a Vietnamese monk who I absolutely adore. I love his teachings. I just read all his books and he's just so wonderful. But he was talking about drinking the tea. You know, you drink the tea, you smell the tea, you, you know, put the tea in your mouth, you sip it, you know, you taste it, you do all these things, right? It's not just like, oh, you're sucking the tea down so you can get back to the next thing that you're going to be doing, right? Because then you're going to go from the tea to the next thing and you're going to be thinking about how do I get through that and how do I get through this and how do I just get through my life just throw me in the box, right? (laughs) Sooner or later, we're all going to be in the box because we're just trying to get through it. Don't get through it, right? Right. So being in the present moment. So no matter if you're in traffic or you're writing your book, be like, even when I'm writing, I'm like, okay, Katie, be here writing this book now. You have this one opportunity. This is the first time you've ever written a book. Like, savor the writing of the book because the book will get done, the book will be packaged, the book will be sold, right. and that's the future. Don't even think about that because I think that was another reason why the book was like triggering me because I was like, okay, I'm writing this book, and then I have to think about all these other things that go along with writing the book instead one of just being time. there. You can only do one thing at a time and do it well. Absolutely. Like you with your hands down your pants, smoking your cigar. Okay. Yes, that is true. So I hope that helps all of you out there in a bitches land that deal with daily anxiety because Lord knows I do and I've struggled with it for many years, but these things are helping me and I hope that they help you too. So thank you for being crusaders of this ambitious movement. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.